It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Justin, North Carolina, what is the best scene in college football and why? North Carolina Central, my alma mater, North Carolina a t It's like 1975. We are beating the mess out of A&T. Over at Wallace Wade Stadium, it's the start of the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, you see a dude in a Cadillac drive on the field. He's an A&T fan. He gets out of his car and cusses A&T players out. What are y'all doing? Y'all losing my money with... Oh, yeah, they're not coming back. You drive in the middle of the field. No, 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 no. On Duke's no. campus? Yeah, we can't, we can't let them back, they said. But those grits and <laughs> Uh, did you guys see that car in the middle of the field? Who would do such a thing? Did you guys see that car drive in the middle of the football field to drive his vehicle and get out and tell us what was happening? Tell people what was happening out there. We cannot <laughs> let him back. <laughs> Good afternoon. This is the safe space, right? Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Join the conversation anytime you want. What's going to be the best game of the weekend in the NFL? Let us know the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is going to be the best, maybe NFL college football game? Let's just open it up. What could be the best game this weekend in the NFL, in college football? Let us know, 888 729 Three seven seven six. Before we get to the personal game involving the Jets and Broncos, I still got in my head what he said about that guy driving that car onto the field with North Carolina Central playing <laughs> North Carolina A and T back in nineteen seventy five. Where was security to say, "Sir, where are you going? I'm going to my car. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to drive it onto the field and curse that that team cost me money." Sure, go right ahead. <laughs> no problem. That is that is too funny. <laughs> I, I hope there's like a Polaroid of that somewhere. And here's Somewhere. the thing. I think the funniest part is that, you know, the people that work at Duke University. Oh, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Who had these tire marks inside this stadium on this grass? Never again. Never again. Never again, Devin. Never. Why are you dragging Devin into this? Why are you dragging Devin Kane, one of our producers, into this? Why are you dragging me into this? <laughs> oh, you're not helping, Devin. I'm trying to help you this out. Is, this is my helping. voice. It's yeah, self-explanatory, yeah, okay. Dev. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Dev. That's, that, that's taking it personal and your money to a whole new level. When you get in your car, not to leave. You get in your car, drive onto the field, and you're giving the business to teenagers who are costing you money in a football game like that dude did back in 1975. So that's taking it personal one way. We wonder how personal is going to be taken another way when the Jets take on the Denver Broncos. Now, in case you missed it, back in the summertime, Sean Payton, the new head coach of Denver Broncos, said last year's Broncos team that was coached by Nathaniel Hackett, who is now the Jets offensive coordinator, he said that was the worst coach team he had ever seen. The Jets were hot about it then. What about now this week? Nathaniel Hackett, Jets OC, what say you? Let's put it this way, everyone. This game is about those guys out on that field. This game is not about me. It's about me helping them during the week. But I just want the guys to go out there and play a great game. That's all we're looking for. What has happened is in the past, we all move forward. Coaches definitely just focus on trying to get the guys in the best positions, and that's what we're doing right now. Okay. I don't know how much I believe that coming from Nathaniel Hackett because I know somebody talked about me that way. 
and it got back to me very, very quickly. I'm going to make that awfully, awfully personal. How the players handle that? Okay. Uh, but I'm not letting that go. And pregame handshakes, that ain't happening either. If I'm Nathaniel Hackett, the OC I'm, of the Jets. I'm laughing, Freddie, because all, of, all I'm thinking about is kings of comedy. I wish a jive turkey would. Exactly. We don't live by the hope theory. No, 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 no. We live by a different creed. <laughs> but I, I will say this, though. For Nathaniel Hackett, and I, I, I view him as a guy that doesn't like confrontation. I, I, I really okay. do. From his demeanor and hearing his you know, interviews mm-hmm. after Sean Payton said that. So he's not just taking the high road in your opinion. Uh, no, I, I think he doesn't like confrontation. But I, I will say this. Okay. If he has an opportunity to run that score up, he better take it. And I think he will take it. Okay. Because it's also a little message that you could send, you know, to Sean Payton about the things that he said about Nathaniel Hackett and the job that he didn't. And what he said wasn't wasn't a lie. It's it just that terrible. those are things that we already knew, and he didn't have to say it. Plus, I, I felt like you sh- he should have been worried about his own football team, Sean Payton that was. And that's the first thing I had said on first take that day, that next day when we were talking about mm-hmm. it. It was me, R.C., and Stephen A. So the first thing I said was, why is he worried about another man's team? Mm-hmm. He should be worried about his own and fixing what he has going on in Denver. But I would say this. For the New York Jets, yes, you don't forget things that people have said about you, your coach, or whatnot, and you, you take it to heart. Right. But I think for the for the Jets right now, I think it has to be at a certain degree because you are one and three as a football team. Absolutely. And how and how we start this show off, Freddie, every day, the main thing is the main thing. Don't forget what the main thing is. Because, don't go into yeah. that football game saying that you know we're going to show Sean Payton. That, no, you go in there and play football with the mindset that we need to win and do everything that we need to do in order to do that as well. Yeah, don't be as arrogant as he was in the offseason if you're the New York Jets. You're one in three. Arrogance should not be a part of your football DNA for 2023 because if you listen to all the chatter coming out of after the Jets lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, you would have thought that the New York Jets actually won that game against Kansas City. That's what happens when a quarterback that's a, that has been as star-crossed, if I can use that term, when it comes to Zach Wilson, when he looks like that for the first time in his NFL life, you're thinking, oh, oh, oh he's finally figured it out. You're thinking it maybe, just maybe. It happened. It, it, it actually it, happened. It, it, he, he, he was able to grasp the ring. He, he all of a sudden found his precious. When it comes to Zach Wilson, <laughs> it's only one game. But at the same time, when you didn't expect that he was going to look like that, if he's going to look like that, then, hey, Zach Wilson, you play like you were playing for your job last Sunday. If you can play at that again, then maybe, just maybe, it's not just a beating a Denver Broncos thing, making it a personal thing for Nathaniel Hackett, your offense coordinator. Maybe, just maybe, you can be the kind of team that people thought you were going to be until play for the season when the quarterback that you brought in had his Achilles tendon ruptured, and all of a sudden you had to hope and pray that Zach Wilson was not going to be the Zach Wilson. You saw the first two games of the season. Well, that's why I think the pressure is on not only Zach Wilson, but also Nathaniel Hackett. No doubt. Because the job that both of those guys were able to do in that ball game, and you look at Zach Wilson and the way he was able to play and the throws he was able to make and the location Mm -hmm. of the throws. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Nathaniel Hackett got him out on the edge. He was throwing the ball with conviction. You mean the San Uh, Francisco 49ers playbook that we've been begging for for the last couple weeks, right? Yeah, and and he, he was able to go out there and do that. But here's my question. We've seen you do it on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Can you do it this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Can you be consistent? Can it be a week-to-week thing, or is it just a one-off? And then you take three games off where you're terrible, and Ooh. then you see it again. So that's that's the consistency part, I think, for the Jets and Zach Wilson and, Th- and Nathaniel Hackett, putting a plan together um, 
versus the Denver Broncos, but after the Denver Broncos, can you do it two weeks in a row? Then if you do it two weeks, can you do it three? Can you do it four? Because if they're able to do it consistently, and we see this play from Zach Wilson that we've seen on Sunday, mm-hmm. and Nathaniel Hackett putting together this game plan for the offense, then we're having a different conversation in five or six or seven weeks, right? But if you're not able to do that on a consistent basis, it's a wasted season. That pregame handshake is going to be very interesting. If you're it might not Sala, even be, it might not be one. I'll, that's what I'm wondering. Because I, I never, I'll be honest with you, Freddie. I never like shaking hands with with people before games, even if it was my homie. I don't now, blame if I, you. Now, now, if I seen them, like, because look, look, me and Michael, Jen, Michael Jenkins played against each other a lot when he was in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. And when I went to New Orleans, he would get me my tickets, and then when he came to Atlanta, I would get him. His ticket. Okay. When we got on that football field, that was that, we huh? were straight brawling out there on that football field. <laughs> you you would have thought we didn't get each other nothing when it came to tickets in our family. <laughs> but that's the way I enjoyed it. That's the way I loved it. And right. that's why I respected him not only as a man but as mm-hmm. a football player because that was his, his, his mental, his mindset, and his approach to the game as well. He could compartmentalize that, hey, exactly. business is business, friendship is friendship. When I'm out here, I'm all business. I and know then when the game's the over, then, hey, they play a good game. You did your thing. Mm. Hey, chop it up then. But when we in between those lines and and that clock's ticking, yeah, man, listen, I don't care if it was my mama, she was getting cut, wow, cut blocked. My brother cut blocked. Now I love my mama, y'all. So don't take that out of context. I was about to say that. Then the nominees for Son of the Year for 2023 happens to no, be. No, but but I'm saying, <laughs> but like that, that was that. That's how much of a competitor I am. Like I'm not yeah. trying to be kiki kaka. You know, that we see What's that nowadays, now? <laughs> laughing and joking, hey, I got you, dog. You oh, save me, I save you. No, I ain't saving nobody. You got on my team, I don't give a damn about you. Yeah, I think a lot of that, especially, it should not depend on the situation. Sometimes it's just all about that business, and we'll see after the game. Yep. If you want to be that kind of person, fine. If not, no one should look down upon somebody when it comes to that. Keep weighing in right now, Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. What do you believe is going to be the best game this weekend? Either college football on Saturday or the NFL or Sunday or Monday, 888-729-3776. Mike in Louisville, what's going to be the best game this weekend out of college football, the NFL, and why? Man, listen to this. I think I'm looking out the window right now. I stay, I'm from Louisville, man. I'm downtown. I think I see his Notre Dame uh, team, but uh, I think I'm ready to take the, take the towers off, leave it on blocks. Leave, I'm going to leave it up to you, Harry. Should we let him live? <laughs> No, Mike, so check this out. So I'm staying at halftime of the Texas OU game, and then I'm riding American Airlines. I don't even ride American Airlines, but I had to get me a direct flight Mm -hmm. from Dallas, Texas, to Louisville, Kentucky. You want to know why, Mike? Because I'm coming to the game. C-A-R-D-S. Cards, cards, cards to support the cards, baby. Hey, six and zero, man. Cards all day, man. Hey, guess what? Twenty-one seventeen. That's what I'm calling. Twenty-one seventeen cards all day. Guess what, Mike? Going back up south, man. Mike, guess what? Leave that damn bus on bricks. You know what to do. Uh-oh. Enough said. <laughs> Leave them on bricks. Hi, Mr. Police from Louisville. Yeah, <laughs> Harry's right here. He'll give you the address of Mike in Louisville to make sure this crime does not happen. Vandalizing buses. What's wrong with y'all? y'all like, Leave them on bricks. Y'all like you're living in Green Bay when the Vikings come to town. He's Freddie Coleman. <laughs> Harry Douglas together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Look that up, by the way. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Oh, my goodness! To the end Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby! Give me everything you got! With Freddie and Harry. And we do it each and every Friday. 
What do we know? What do we want to see? That's why we call it NFL Questions and Answers, part of the weekend preview brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you can save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save. We normally start with eh, the 1 o'clock games. Ah, not this Friday. The Cowboys at the 49ers. It's definitely the biggest game, maybe not just of the weekend, but maybe of the year to this point in the National Football League. Harry, what do you know and what do you want to see? We already know in this matchup that Dak Prescott has to be better than Brock Purdy. We know that. But for me, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys and them from a defensive perspective, can they stop the run? Because everything starts offensively for the 49ers with that run game, mm-hmm. right? The play action comes off of that. The, the bootleg comes off of the run game as well when Brock Purdy gets on the edges and he's delivering the football. So can you, Dallas, as a defense, minimize the run game of the San Francisco 49ers? Because if they can't, it's going to be a long night. Not a long day. It's going to be a long night for them. Here's what I know. The 49ers are a better team top to bottom than the Dallas Cowboys. Here's what I want to see. What are the Dallas Cowboys going to do about it? I've heard them talk about it. They've been about that talk. They've been about that conversation. Oh, Jerry, they got to be about it now. Absolutely. Jerry Jones said yeah. on his radio show on 105.3 The Fan that he believes they match up as well with the, with the San Francisco 49ers, anybody in the National Football League. All right, conversation's over. Talk is cheap. You've done the talking. Hey, Cowboys, that's what I want to see. Are you going to be about it or do more talking if things don't go your way on Sunday night in San Francisco versus the 49ers? You know what Damian Woody just said about the Cowboys the other day? What? He called them front runners. Right when the defense the is scoring, the defense is getting turnovers, and they're they have a lead. It's all good. Yeah. But when they got to go toe to toe with somebody, mm-hmm. he said that's where you see them fall apart. He called them front runners. Well, where's the lie? Until they change that narrative, that is going to be that narrative, whether the Cowboys like it or not. The Jaguars at the Bills in London. Yeah. What do you know? What do you want to see? What I know about the Jacksonville, excuse me, the Buffalo Bills is that they're the best team in the AFC. I think they've proven that last week the way they throttled and thumped the. Uh, excuse me, Miami Dolphins, they are the team in that conference sitting in the upper echelon. For me, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Can this offense get together? Can they start to click? Can everything, can Trevor Lawrence be the Trevor Lawrence that we've seen the back half of the year? Can Calvin Ridley catch heat? Can Christian Kirk, can Travis Etienne, Tank Bigsby, can all these components on this offense come together and have a great game in London in which, you know, they're looked at as the home team every time over in London because right. of their owner and what he has going on over there. So uh, that's what I'm looking looking to see from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's what I know. Josh Allen will be an MVP candidate the rest of the year because he's not going to play what we saw week one versus the New York Jets. We are not going to see another four-turnover game from Josh Allen the rest of the year. That's what I know. Here's what I want to see. If the Buffalo Bills, after winning last week, having that kind of great victory and getting the attaboys, well done. You don't have to pay for dinner. Dinner's on us. How are you going to handle that? Because people look at you a lot differently than they looked at you going into last week's game versus the Miami Dolphins. There was a sense of wonderment about the Buffalo Bills. After they put on the Miami Dolphins, that wonderment is over. How do you handle posterity, which is exactly where the maturity level is with this Buffalo Bills team after what happened last Saturday, Sunday versus Miami? The Ravens at the Steelers. What do you know? What do you want to see, Harry? What I know about the Baltimore Ravens is that as long as Lamar Jackson is healthy, this team has a chance against any and everybody. Now, when Lamar Jackson gets hurt, then they're done. Oof. But when the, when he's healthy, I don't care about who else is injured and not out there on the football field, he gives them a chance to win any 
football game. Now, what I want to see is the Baltimore Ravens not play with their food. Now, I said this a couple <laughs> weeks ago about the Dallas Cowboys, right? Right. And the Arizona Cardinals beat them. And what happened? You got a kid. Oh, they lost. Yep. But you got a Kenny Pickett that's, you know, coming in hobbled. Ray, uh, uh, Roquan Smith, I think, is playing top-notch football. I would say better than uh, him and Matt Milano, I think, for the Buffalo Bills yeah. are neck and neck with one another. I'm with you. But being able to do that game last week and watching him talk noise before the game against the Cleveland Browns and then go out there and back it up and then talk noise on the football field, I want to see the Baltimore Ravens be dominant and not play with the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though it's a rivalry game. Yeah, here's what I know. The Steelers' offense is terrible. As Charles Brogdon said, it's just terrible. <laughs> That's what I know, and it's not going to change my opinion versus that Baltimore Ravens defense. That's what I know. What I want to see, the continued evolution of this Ravens offense. I don't think they scratched the surface how I think terrific this offense is going to be. Do not be surprised when it's all said and done that this could be a potentially top eight offense in the National Football League, not just the AFC. The way that Lamar Jackson is acting like a point guard, dishing that ball around and spreading it out to people where you don't know who to key on, that's what I can't wait to see, how this offense will continue to evolve as against the Steelers' defense. That's pretty darn good despite their offensive shortcomings. The Eagles at the Rams. Part of NFL questions and answers with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We do it each and every week. We tell you what we know and what we can't wait to see. Harry, your turn. When it comes to this game, what I know is that the Philadelphia Eagles don't care about anything else. The only thing they care about is winning. Mm-hmm. Winning is the common goal. It doesn't matter how they have to do it, but winning, that's, that's the main thing for them. Uh, what I want to see in this game, though, for the Eagles is if their pass defense can be better. They're 27th right now in the National Football League, and you have a guy in Matthew Stafford who's coming in, and you know he's going to throw the football all over the place. Can you stop the pass game of Matthew Stafford? Can you get to him and sack him and disrupt what the Rams want to have going on from an offensive standpoint? Here's what I know. The Rams are going to fight you for 60 minutes. It doesn't matter who they're playing, who's out there, who's not out there. Sean McVay has this team coached up and ready to go, and they will not make it an easy 60 minutes. That's going to be 60 minutes of religion, no matter what the final score is going to be. That's what I know from the Los Angeles Rams in this game. What I want to see, who can slow down DeAndre Swift? Every time I look up, Harry, he's running past somebody's son, mm-hmm. running past somebody's brother, running past somebody's cousin, or running over somebody's friend. He has become that dude. People say, well, what are they going to do? They missed a couple of guys that got away from them free agency. DeAndre Swift said, I always wanted to play for this team. I grew up in Philadelphia. I may have gone to Georgia, but I wanted to play for this team. He's playing like a kid who could not wait to get back to his hometown. I want to see exactly if the Rams can be able to slow him down because if they can't, that's going to be a long day at the office for the Los Angeles Rams. The Bengals at the Cardinals. What do you know? What do you want to see with this one? I know this is desperation for the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's crazy that we're saying this five games into the season, but they're 1-3 right now, and I don't think they can afford a loss. That's what we know. Right. What I want to see is if the Arizona Cardinals can get another one mm. versus a quality opponent. And I'm still going to call the Cincinnati Bengals a quality opponent because sure. of who they have on their roster. But I want to see if Joshua Dobbs can get it done again. He did it once against the Dallas Cowboys. Can the Arizona Cardinals – and Jonathan Gannon, do it against the Cincinnati Bengals and make that team and that organization miserable in 2023. Here's what I know. The Bengals lose this game. They're not making the playoffs in 2023. That schedule's going to be way too daunting with the next five games, including the Texans, including the San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. They fall the one and four. They're not making the playoffs in 2023. That's what I know. What I want to see is what they're going to do to manage Joe Burrow. 
It can't be just about Joe Burrow managing the pocket or managing that calf. It's got to be what is the running game going to do? What are the wide receivers going to do to get better chances to get open where they have those shorter throws? It can't just be about massaging him and massaging that calf and ego. What are you going to do to help a compromised quarterback? That's what I can't wait to see involving the Bengals and Cardinals on Sunday. The Giants at the Dolphins. I dread to ask this, but what do you know and what do you want to see? Well, what I know is that on our rundown sheet, beside all the teams, you have their records. Except for one team. <laughs> wow. The New York football Giants. I just noticed that. Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, our producers who are Giants fans, purposely did not put the record beside their team. But I'm going to talk about their team for a minute because now I feel some type of way. What I know is that this is a bad football team. What I want to see is the Dolphins score damn 70 on them. Wow. That's what I want to see. Why do you want to see that? Because y'all escaped me. Y'all escaped me last, was it? Last it was this week, right? We didn't have a week. show. Mm-hmm. After I, don't, I don't know what you're talking Giants about, Harry. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> see, so see, y'all, y'all escaped me, and I didn't get my chance. I to don't recall y'all. So if this week, if it happens, y'all will not escape me on Monday. I hope. will be. You know what? I'm gonna be two hours early on Monday. <laughs> two hours. I'm gonna be waiting on this one. You better hope all three of your teams win this weekend. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, and speaking of which. The Texans at the Falcons. Okay, Harry, what do you know? What do you want to see? I think what we what we know is that the Houston Texans surprised all of us this year. Right? No We're doubt. talking about a team that we, we probably thought would be an 0-4 at this point, and D'Amico Ryans has done a great job. And also got to give Bobby Slowick, their offensive coordinator, some credit because I gave him a lot of heat in the preseason yeah. when I first seen C.J. Stroud go out there when it came to a little things, the nuances of the game for a quarterback coming out of college to the National Football League. I thought I think both of those guys have done a phenomenal job. What I want to see is, though, C.J. Stroud versus this Atlanta Falcons defense and the different things and the different looks he's going to be able to get. Will he be able to continue what he started so far in the National Football League? I think he will. I just want to see it this weekend. Here's what I know. If the Falcons lose on Sunday, Harry may not be on, here on Monday for the show. That's what I know because Devin Kane and Shannon Penn. I'll be here. Mm. Will be merciless. <laughs> they will be ruthless if the Falcons fall to two and three. That's what I know. That Harry may not he come to work on Monday. He Ooh. may not show up. Mm. Better hope they don't. I know. Mm. What I well, want to see. The, here's the crazy thing. Like I need, that? I need Louisville to win. Okay. I need my Braves to win. Yes, you I know. need the Falcons to win yeah, because yeah. I don't want to give. Devin and Shannon, mm-hmm. any leeway. Mm. Yeah, because that, any leeway. Mm. That's what I want to see. If all three of those teams don't win, mm. how much ammo you're going to have to take in from Devin Kane and from Shannon Penn because they are going to uh, let you have it. Harry, you're expecting all three of your teams to win, right? Of course he does. Always. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, not expect, I'm not expecting the Giants to win. So, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's self-explanatory, though. I mean, if you're no, no, one no, of the worst teams saying, in the National Football I'm League, I wouldn't saying, expect you to <laughs> I'm just saying on Monday, you know, mm-hmm. it could be pro- it's, it, it could be I, crucial. If they lose, if the Giants lose, I'm coming in Monday realizing it's probably going to it was going to happen anyways. Yeah. If your teams lose, you want you thought they were going to win. Yeah, I, man. My, and I'll no, be was, here. I'll be I here. Was, I was taught to be a winner. Yes, we know. A poor winner, but we know. <laughs> I'll be here. Right. He's You're happy. damn right, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> He's happy Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. They're nothing but winners now that we got to the divisional series when it comes to Major League Baseball. But who is the best player still standing? Is it Ronald Cunha Jr. for Atlanta 
or Mookie Betts in Los Angeles? We'll ask an FOS friend to show that question more to get you ready for more Major League Baseball playoffs on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Love Friday. On Freddie and Harry, I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 8, always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. If you're a baseball junkie, you're going to be loving, loving Saturday. Four games with coverage beginning at 1230 Eastern time on ESPN Radio. The Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles kick it up. And our man Carl Rabbit will be part of the call in that series with Tim Kirkshin, the ESPN Baseball Tonight, ESPN Major League Baseball announcer. Hit him on Twitter, Carl Rabbit's ESPN. And like I mentioned, Carl, you're on the call for the, that series this weekend. These two teams have not been in this position for a while. For those who don't know about these two teams, what is the one matchup you can't wait to see happen that will get everybody's attention? Well, I think the one matchup is uh, anybody against the middle of the Texas Ranger lineup. And if it's uh, Kyle Bradish who gets to start in game one or Grayson Rodriguez, you know, the, the difference really ultimately, Freddie, between the two teams and Harry is that you've got uh, Semyon and Seeger and this kid Evan Carter who is absolutely bashing the baseball for the Rangers. They, they've been built on veteran players. They will not be able to use Jordan Montgomery uh, until game two. So it's these young pitchers against anybody in the middle of the Ranger lineup because they hit the heck out of the baseball. And if they can pitch the Orioles, uh, they'll be in really good shape. But it's a younger team that has been built through the draft while the Rangers have been built through spending a lot of money. And it's worked. How likely do you think it is that these young teams, in Arizona included, make a deep playoff run? And also, when you look at the payroll of Baltimore um, and you look at, like, the Mets and you look at the Yankees and those teams not making the playoffs, but you see it being done the way Baltimore has done it, do you think that will have an effect on other baseball teams moving forward? Well, I think we're seeing it a little bit in that um, it's a young man's game now, and the players that are coming out of these colleges um, – like uh, Natalie Rutschman, you know, as an example, um, a young guy like Corbin Carroll, the, the reason the payrolls are low is because those guys haven't gotten to their paydays. Now, 
whether the Orioles are going to be able to keep uh, the Rutschmans and the Gunnar Hendersons around when they become free agents remains to be seen. But there's no doubt that anybody that young who's had the experiences they have that have the talent, I mean, ultimately it's about talent. If their talent is as good as some of the veteran players, then sure, they can compete. As you know, what happens is they they they, they lose their uh, control, the team does, and you got to decide how much money you're going to pay them. And if we don't pay them, then the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Red Sox or some other team that's willing to spend an exorbitant amount of money, the Mets will do so. So, yes, they can compete. Yes, they can go deep. I think the Orioles have a better chance than the Diamondbacks because of the matchup that they have. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's ultimately the difference is they haven't got to their payday yet. The talent's good enough to win. Great stuff by Carl Ravitz, ESPN Baseball tonight and Major League Baseball announcer. He'll have the call with Tim Kirchin for the Baltimore Orioles-Texas Rangers series joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We mentioned the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Carl, I can't remember recent memory where a lot of conversations about the baseball playoffs and the Dodgers are not that headline. Why do I get the sense that there's still a threat, especially being overlooked when other storylines have gotten more attention than the Dodgers? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Freddie, you know, on Love Friday, we we got to give love to the Dodgers because <laughs> because they are that they are that team. They they are that good. They quietly win 100. Um look, everybody was overshadowed this year by the Braves. And a lot of the stories were about the teams that didn't succeed, the Cardinals who always do, the Mets, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Um the Braves were the story of success, the Orioles were the other story of success. The Dodgers didn't have any flash. They lost a lot of guys to injury. And yet you look up and they win the division going away and it wasn't really close. You know, the other team that failed, of course, was in their division, the Padres. And so the, the, the bigger stories were the teams that failed, along with Atlanta's great success and Baltimore. But uh, I'm, I'm the first one to tell you it wouldn't shock anybody if the Dodgers ended up in the World Series. The Braves and Phillies are going to beat the heck out of each other. So assuming the Dodgers win, and that's that's just an assumption because Arizona feels like a, a real unique hot team that can that can surprise you. But assuming the Dodgers win and the Braves and Phillies are coming off a series in which they beat the hell out of each other, there's a chance we see the Dodgers in the World Series. And as you know, any team that's got Mookie and Freddie on it, or Fruki because they're best friends <laughs> and they do things together, um, have a real chance. The, the question is going to be how does their young pitching, you know, after Kershaw hold up but don't ever discount the Dodgers J.D. Martinez Max Muncy professional hitters uh, postseason experience Clayton Kershaw yeah Dave Roberts who is if you if you ever run sort of a pirate ship and a storm was coming I'd want him to to steer us through it there's just a calmness about him so for sure the Dodgers are a team that could absolutely end up in a World Series so, Carl, I'm a huge Braves fan, so i got to ask you, how electric do you think this series is going to go between Atlanta and Philly? And are we getting this matchup entirely too early in the playoffs? <laughs> Shouldn't this be the championship series in the National it'd League? It'd be nice. It'd be nice if it was the if it was the wild card series. Then they got a chance to play each other in the division series. And because everybody liked it so much, they're going to play in the championship series. And then we'll just forget the American League and let the World <laughs> Series do the, the Braves and the Phillies. I, look, I hear what you're saying. They don't recede in baseball. Um, you know, similarly, if the Rays had won their series, obviously they didn't. They would have been here playing Baltimore. So you'd have two AL East teams, you know, that had the better records placing each other. 
Look, there, there is no question, as good as this series may end up being, and it may be great here in Baltimore with Texas, as good as the others may be, there is no question that you're looking at uh, the 100-watt light bulb in Philadelphia, Atlanta, and everybody else is, is where you look at it and you think, is, that, is the light bulb dying? Is it screwed in enough? How come there's not the same fluorescent light coming off these other three that that one has? That, that is such a marquee matchup with two stadiums that are absolutely explosive, fan bases that connect incredibly with their teams, teams that really represent the regions they're from, um, a Phillies team that, again, just based on last year and what we just witnessed doing the wild card on ESPN television, uh, they may have the ability when the light goes on in the postseason and to carry over the hangover and frustration from last year's World Series disappointment to get into this race, the postseason, and they, they can they can become freeze. They can become the guy that runs around Atlanta's outfield and can't be caught. I, it's such a cool series. It's such good stories. It's such dynamic players. It's Acuna. It's Harper. It's yeah. Riley. It's Bone. There's so many great storylines. I hear what you're saying, but let's just enjoy the five games because I don't understand how it doesn't go five. Real quickly, Carl, before we let you go, how concerned are you with the Braves and their pitching? Well, n- n- not overly. Um, you know, Strider's okay. You know, Freed pitched five innings in one of those games in front of the, the fans and didn't appear to have any issue. So, look, they, they ultimately will beat you by beating beating the hell out of you offensively. They, they, they do need and will score runs. So if Strider is good, then that's a problem for the Phillies. If Freed is okay, that's a problem. The, both teams benefit by these off days in this particular series in that you get Nola – and Wheeler and likely Strider and Freed if they want to because of the off days. So that, that again, portends for what should be an unbelievable five-game series. Um, when I put my head on my pillow tonight, mm-hmm. fellas, I'm not going to lose sleep over the uh, Braves <laughs> pitching. I think they're fine. Real quick, 30 seconds left. These are the two best players left. Ronald Acuna Jr. Atlanta, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. Yeah. Who's the best player left? Uh. Golly, I thought you were going to go MVP. Who's the best player left? Right. I think Mookie's a better player because Mookie does more things defensively. Mookie is the right fielder and a, and a better right fielder than Acuna, and he plays shortstop and second base. Acuna offensively has probably a little edge, but not enough to overcome what Mookie does. And I, I wonder if Mookie has saved his base stealing for the postseason. But mm-hmm. let's see, because he's certainly capable. He's got the legs. It was his legs and base running that won them the World Series in 2020. I think Mookie's a little bit better player, but I think Acuna wins the MVP this year. No doubt about that. Carl, enjoy the series between the Baltimore and Texas Rangers. You and Tim Kirkson. It starts tomorrow at 1230 Eastern time on ESPN Radio. Always a pleasure, my friend. Take care and be well. Anytime. Love, love Friday. <laughs> we appreciate that. Love Friday. Love, love Carl Ravitch, ESPN Baseball tonight, a Major League Baseball announcer, a great follow on Twitter at Carl Ravitch ESPN. Like we mentioned, the road to the World Series happening right here. It goes through ESPN Radio, each and every pitch, each and every hit, each and every out, all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We get to another news and answer the question, why? Because it's Thailand? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Love Friday on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. We do it each and every week. We love our co-workers, but not on even on Love Friday. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. All the race is getting tight. We go two and one last week, but game night led by Q Myers. They are now tied with Carlin versus Joe in first place at nine and three. We're tied. We're in third place at eight and four. Unsportsmanlike is at seven and five. Amber and Ian six and six. And poor Greeny bringing up the rear at three and nine. <laughs> Himbo has not had a good week and not good year so far, helping Greeny out with his pick. So each and every week we go against our coworkers. We got Love Friday. We got no love for them on Love Friday. What's the first game we're going to start with? It's going to be this one. The Jaguars at the Bills in London. Now, we make our picks. The room wins. So the room determines. So we got Mark Morales. We got Devin Kane. We got Shannon Penn. Bills a five-and-a-half-point favorite, Harry Douglas. We start with you, Harry Douglas. Where do you stand? I'm going Jacksonville on this one because I'm predicting that they're going to win. But that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that the room can't go another direction. Exactly. I'm just going Jacksonville. Okay. But collectively, yes. This is this is this is this one it's band, one sound. I'm going Jacksonville, but collectively, we're right. going to figure this out. Yeah, Mark Morales, where do you stand? So part of me wanted to lean with Harry because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Bills are going across the pond, but they're yeah. coming off that great win. Yeah. Then you watched up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but the Jaguars have been out there already, but I- I'm going to have to go to the Bills on this one. I think they're the better team, and they're coming off a great win last week. All right, Devin Kane, how about you? I think, the, yeah, they've been in London, right? right? But they've been eating too many fish and chips. Laying the points, I'm <laughs> right. going with the Bills. Okay, so 2-1, Shannon Penn. i got to tie this bad boy up. Let's go Jags plus five. You just did that just because to be a contrarian. Well, I watched up with Devin Kane and Mark Morales. Bills are winning this by more than five and a half points. Jacksonville may have a chance early, but even if they didn't eat any fish and chips, uh, they're going to get the wood laid to them by the Buffalo Bills. What? Pulse. Thank you very much. We got the, the Bills by five and a half to win that game. <laughs> what the, the hell is Jack- going on? Not repeating it again. It's a safe space. The right? Ravens at the Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers have not been able to find their safe space offensively. Baltimore Ravens, a four-point favorite. We're so juvenile on the stamp show. A four-point favorite over the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to start with the cast behind the scenes. Shannon Penn, Ravens, four-point favorite over the Steelers. What do you say? All right, let's go with the Ravens. I go with Baltimore. With Baltimore. Let's go Ravens. All right, Devin Kane. How about you? I'm going Ravens as well. Okay, Mark Morales. Ravens. Okay, Harry Harry Douglas. 
Ravens, go right. Louisville. I don't even need to say anything. <laughs> it's going to be 5 nothing. Yeah, I think the Ravens, I, we all agree. Should that make us worried? No. Okay. Not at all. Have you seen the Steelers' offense? No, I'll, I'll be honest Good. with when you. When you find I, it, tell yeah. them. <laughs> when you find the Steelers' offense, let Mike Tomlin know. I'm sure he's looking for that team and that offense as well. So, Show your right. So we got Ravens, minus four to win by more than that with Steelers. Bills, five and a half point favorite. The room says the Bills win by more than that in London, which leaves us with the Cowboys at the 49ers. 49ers a four-point favorite. Do you want me to start this time to give you guys a break? Yeah. I love my Cowboys. The 49ers win this game by five. I think they win at 27-22, 27-21. It's going to be a close game. I got the 49ers covering that four. Mark Morales. I think the 49ers are a better overall team. If Trayvon Diggs was playing, then maybe I would go Cowboys, but I got the 49ers. They're just a better overall team here. Yep. Devin Kane. In this one, I'm rooting for what's better for the show and for the network as a whole. All right. It's the Cowboys losing and oh. Dak not playing well. Sorry, oh. Freddie. Okay. I just I'm just imagining you know Harry saying moments right. Okay. I don't right. think uh, he has this opportunity. I don't think he's going to do it. Give me the 49ers. Okay. Speaking of Dak, it's time, Freddie. It's time for Dak to do what? Yes, yes. I have exercised the demon. We'll see if this Cowboys house is clear. Cowboys. All right. I love that. Yeah. I love it. I know you're going to see the 49ers, right, Harry? Uh, actually, guys, I think I'm going to switch my pick. Okay. I am going. Okay. Nah, I'm going right. with the San Francisco about to 49ers. Say, who, like, who are you? What have you done I'm with Harry with the Douglas? Niners, man. So the room wins at 4-1. We got the 49ers winning by more than four versus Dallas. Ravens by more than four versus Pittsburgh. And the Buffalo Bills by more than five and a half versus the Jacksonville. We went chalk. We did go chalk. We certainly did. Although we had gone chalk last week, we'd have gone 3-0. and But I digress. He's Harry Douglas on Freddie Coleman aggressive. on Freddie and Harry. Com- <laughs> complete heavy-handed aggressive on ESPN Radio. Why? Not because it's Florida, but because of Singapore. Singapore and Thailand has now become the world's most expensive place to own a car. $106,000 for a large family car in what? Thailand. Yes. Now, for a small car, it's usually around... $76,000. Excuse me. Exactly. The city state sells 10-year certificates of entitlement that allows the holder to own a car, but 106000 bucks, Harry, will get you a car in Singapore. Looks like when I go over there, I'll be walking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of buddies that live over there. <laughs> Mass state drivers to pick me up. Oh, I'm walking. He's walking. Yes, indeed, he's walking. Every need comes your way next. Have a great weekend, whether you're walking or driving. For Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.